This week, we talk about a Kiwi football player's hat-trick of own goals. I share my thoughts about why strip clubs need to be better and why the Tinder swindler is going to be the next great motivational speaker. I'm Tom Whitcomb, and this is Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Hello and welcome to episode two of Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. It's a pleasure to have you back. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one, lady and gentlemen. I've had I've had plenty of, of positive feedback and responses from many of you, including one woman. That's true. One whole woman. That's uh, that's which either means that no women. Other than Laura, thank you for listening, Laura, uh, listening to this podcast, or uh, several women listened and did not care for it. And you know what? Either way, not that surprising. Either way, I could have foreseen this coming. We've been through this. My comedy not appreciated by the opposite gender. And that is a bridge I would like to gap. I think I don't intend to alienate anyone in my comedy except young people. I don't want anyone under the age of 22 listening to this. You aren't real people. But in terms of gender and and race, of course, I want to be open to as many people as possible. I want to open myself up to the broad range of human experiences to come and and share this with me. I feel like sometimes, look, I make a lot of jokes that have to do with gender and have to do with sexism, but that would be the distinction I would make. I make jokes about sexism. I'm making fun of sexism. I'm not being sexist. And I worry that a lot of women don't pick up on that just because of, of, the, of the level of irony and all the big words. <laughs> See what I did there? I did it again. I did it again. Sometimes I will just tell some of my jokes on this podcast. That's, that is part of this. Very, very rehearsed and pre-written. Not, all of this is written down. This is all reading off script. It might sound spontaneous. Trust me, it is not. How are you doing? You heard it? You had a good week? Have you had a good week so far? I hope so. This will be coming out to you on a Tuesday. I've decided it's going to be a Tuesday thing. Show some respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking. Get you through the worst day of the week. Objectively, Tuesday, the worst day of the week. You don't even have the novelty of Monday, but you have so far ahead of you to go. Wednesday, hump day. Thursday, almost there. Friday, write off. That's what I think. Tuesday, the worst day. Hands down. So this is, this will bring a little spark of joy to your week to forget what your life really is, um, and and you and I can pretend as I do. This is my I record this on a Thursday where I pretend I'm a real comedian, um, and I forget the fact that I am spending so much money to pursue this dream and a lot of time and and so far have monetized almost none of it. Um, I, you should see the setup I have now. I've just I've just purchased two studio lights. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm going to buy a new laptop, and I've got a recording gear, and I have software, and I spend hours every day editing videos and audio, and uh, all of it is a hobby at this stage. I'm going to have to start recording some OnlyFans videos if I'm going to turn any of this into profit, I think. I think that's the fastest route. Not, uh, let's be honest, not for me. Not for, you know, I, I actually have a friend. A friend of mine fucks on camera for money. Off his own, as an entrepreneur, not as a porn star, as we all grew up thinking that was how you'd have to do it. You'd have to, it was like the music industry. There was, the, there was a, a, a little shadowy group of elites choosing who would get to do that, 
and you had to impress them if you wanted your foot in the door. But now anybody with an iPhone and, 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 and limited self-esteem can make money fucking online. Isn't that phenomenal? But a friend of mine, he does it. And uh, it's the most legitimate career he's ever had. It's, it's quite phenomenal. He, he used to do, I think he still does comedy, but having sex with women was his true passion. And uh, to see him following his calling is, is very inspiring to me. And you know what? He's built for it in more ways than one. He is physically, emotionally, and mentally built to make money having sex with women for the pleasure of others. That is exactly what he is made to do. He loves sex so much. I mean, we all like sex, right? I, I enjoy having sex. I, re- I do enjoy You know, both times. I've really enjoyed it. But he lives for it. That is his, that is, it, it's, it's always on his mind. It's what he focuses on. Some would call it a mental disorder, but uh, that's certainly not my place. No, good for him. He's making a lot more money doing that than I'm doing this. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. It's, a, it's an absolute pleasure. Look, it's been a big week. It has been a big week in, in my career. On uh, last Thursday, I believe, I made my Australian radio debut. On Harry John, Harry Jun, my good friend Harry Jun, not Harry John, my good friend Harry Jun. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to colonize his name. Harry Jun uh, does a fantastic podcast called Past Notes, P A W S E D Notes. It's all about high school hijinks. Uh, please go and listen to my episode. I, I have a red hot go at uh, one of the guys that I went to school with who has changed significantly and badmouthed this entire country on a podcast in Berlin. That was. You know when you sit down to listen or watch something knowing you're going to hate it? Just pure hate watching. That's what I did. And, and Blake Maddich, if you're listening, I stand by every word I said on that podcast. I'm not going to say it again. You can go and listen to Past Notes episode, I think, 10 or 9. I'm the season finale. Um, and you can hear what I have to say about Blake Maddich, who went from first 15 rugby boy to uh, wannabe poet with a British accent. Where'd that come from, Blake? Where'd that British accent come from? You were born in Australia, you moved to Berlin. Where, how did you start sounding like Oscar Wilde? I just... Uh, so that was, that was Thursday. I was, I was on FBI radio, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the most woke of radio stations, which is where I belong. And uh, then I went from that, from in, in the space of 48 hours, live national radio debut to live national television debut. Because, as I mentioned in last week's podcast, in April of 2021, I partook in the national final of the Raw Comedy Competition. Because let's not forget, comedy is a competition. We are out there every night slugging it out for the title of funniest person on the stage that evening. And even though they don't always announce a winner, we know. Everyone on that stage knows who won and who lost that night. And uh, often there are far more losers than winners, at least at the gigs that I'm partaking in. So that was April 2021. I partook. I, I went and performed at Melbourne Town Hall. And flash forward to February 2022. That's how long it took to edit that gig into something worth the national public's attention. Either that or that's just how long it took to, to all the networks to fight it out to see who would have bragging rights, who would have the right to broadcast the rising stars of Australian comedy to the world on a Saturday night at 9.30. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, SBS Viceland took out that title. They, they beat off Channel 9, they beat off Channel 10, Channel 7, Foxtel, Netflix, all of them gunning for it. SBS Viceland flexed some muscle 
That's why that's why the programming throughout the rest of the year is pretty limited because they were saving up for the Raw 2021 national final. And uh, if, if, if you didn't catch it live on the night, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't have, but if you didn't, you can find that. It's on my Instagram page. I think it's going on to YouTube any day now. Please check it out. It's, uh, it, it was a big big moment for me. Big, I, was, uh, I was very, very proud to uh, be sitting in a pub and forcing people to change from the NRL regular league trials to SBS Viceland just so I could see my face on television. So that was, uh, that was a huge thrill. I actually went... On a, uh, I was on a Bucks. I was at a Bucks party on that Saturday, and a, a good friend of mine, Sonny Frayne, who I don't think will be listening to this, but I hope you do, Sonny. Um, he he insisted that we find a pub that would be showing. Uh, well, <laughs> I say would be showing like they had it planned. No, who uh, would relent? Who would allow us to take a television? Uh, and and when you think about it, what you're really looking for is a pub that doesn't have a lot going on. We, we spent, he spent Saturday afternoon, he, he, he literally walked from pub to pub through King's Cross looking for a, at a venue quiet and unassuming enough that they would uh, happily put on SBS Viceland at 9.30 on a Saturday and turn the volume up and ask everyone to keep quiet. Uh, and when I say everyone, I mean four people to keep quiet. And we found, we found a place, Sonny, I should say Sonny found a place. I really appreciate him making sure we, we were there to watch that and, and you know, really... Putting the buck second, you know, because let's be honest, how often does someone get married? Statistically twice, I think. Statistically twice you're likely to get married. I'm only going to be in the Raw National Final once. That is the rule. You can't compete more than once. So it, it did make sense, but it's not to say I don't appreciate it. And uh, it, it, was, it was great. It was really cool to see. It was, it was cool to be a part of that Bucks party. We, um, we actually we went, uh, we went to a strip club. Earlier in the day, and, and I want to say as someone who is a, a big believer in, in gender equality in many ways, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of strip clubs. Um, they're not something that I think are good for society at large. I've never been to a strip club that I felt treated women with the respect that they deserve. I always think... The treatment of women at these places, it leaves a lot to be desired. I've never been, not been to one strip club where I feel that women were appropriately treated. You know, not the Dollhouse, not Minx, not Showgirls in Sydney or the Gold Coast, not the Spearmint Rhino, not Velvet Underground, Porkies, the Peter Schmidt on Thursday, Friday or Saturday nights, the Bada Bing, Harem, Merenz Garrily. Every time I go to these places, I'm very underwhelmed by the way they, they treat the women there. And, and, you know, you go and you hope maybe this week things will be different. Maybe they've taken on my advice, uh, you know, since a fortnight ago, and they'll have, they'll have upped their game a little bit, but no. No, it's the same, same old stuff, and it's, it's disappointing to see, but look, you know, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic, and that's why I'll keep going. I will keep going, and I'll keep giving my feedback and, until, until a change is made, or not. Um, and, and look, I, I, got, I can see why people like them. I can see where the appeal to a strip club would be for certain men. But as someone who's in a relationship, I actually found it, I found it quite uncomfortable because, you know, we, we walked in and uh, we sit down at this table and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to brag, but we haven't been there a minute and this girl comes and she, she starts flirting with me and she's sitting on my lap and I'm going, oh, no. I haven't been there a minute. And this girl has caught feelings. She's, she, she's putting her career at risk uh, by, you know, flirting with me openly while she should be working. 
Um, and, and, and I had to put a stop to it really, really quick, smart. You know, she's, she's whispering things in my ear. She's saying, why don't, why don't we, you know, go somewhere more quiet? And I'm like, look, I'm so flattered. I'm so flattered that you feel this way about me, but I got to tell you, I've got, I have a partner and, uh, I, I think, I think you're, you're wasting your time. You know, this, this, this couldn't happen between us. I mean, sure. There's chemistry. Sure. There is a palpable connection between you and I, uh, I feel it too, but, but you, you should be focusing on your career, right now and, and I, I and I should be um, focusing on my relationship and and look fair play to the girl she she took it she took it on the chin and uh, you know she she didn't she didn't come back and talk to me at all um, which you know I, I get it it must have been painful for her it must have been very embarrassing to, to be to be shut down like that I can I can I can see how that would be hurtful um, but then she's just spent the rest of the night going up to every guy in the place sitting on his lap talking in his ear, like not making eye contact with me at all. It's just so pathetic, you know, trying to make me jealous. It's just, you know, what are you, what are you doing? Why can't we just be adults about this whole thing? Why do you have to then go and rub this in my face, you know? And look, I get it. She's single. I'm in a relationship. We're both free to do whatever we want to do. It's just disappointing that she uh, felt the need to do that. But uh, you know what? Someone might have told the management that she was rooting through girls' handbags when no one was looking. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to her. <laughs> uh, and so we went from the strip club. We went and watched Raw. That was that was on the Saturday night, and I put that up on my Insta. I put the Raw set on my Instagram. It's got some likes. I've been putting out sketches. I've been putting out clips from the podcast that went quite well. I've gotten really great feedback. The new podcast came out on the Tuesday. So in the week. I've made my, my, my entrance into radio, television, podcasting, Instagram sketches, reels, TikToks. And yet, here I am on Thursday, the 24th of February, 2022, still not a professional comedian. What do I have to do? It's been a week of this. It's been a week of me putting my mind to this, buying lights, spending time editing, and here I am not making money for this. What is happening? Is this, is this what it means to be a straight white man in the entertainment industry now? Is this how much they're going to block me out? And so, look, I, I come to you, loyal listeners, and, and I, and I want to say to you, now that I, I've, I've done two episodes of this podcast, I think it's time for me to say this, and I, I hope I don't hurt anyone's feeling this, it's time for me to sell out. It's time, you know, I've tried the traditional ways for a week now, and it hasn't worked, and I just need to offer myself up to the commercial capitalist gods and say, I am here for you. And that's why I would like very proudly to announce sponsorship for this podcast is up for grabs. Sponsorship for this podcast is up for grabs. What do you need to sponsor this podcast? $5. That's the starting price. $5 to sponsor this podcast. If you send me $5 via PayPal, and I'll put the link up. If you give me $5, the next podcast is brought to you by you. And, and what, if you have a business, great. I'll, 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 I'll shill that business. If it's just your personal profile you want to lift, great. I will shill you. If it's a friend or family's birthday, I don't care. It, it, maybe it's a cause. Maybe it's a cause you have nothing to do with and, and you just want me to push it. And look, I want to make it clear. There is no company I will not shill on this podcast. All right. I don't care if I use the product. I don't care if I believe in them. I don't care if they do an objective harm to society. You know, if it's unethical, ethical according to who is the question that I have. 
I don't care. Whatever it is, I'll sell it. And I will sell it hard. There'll be backing music. There might be characters. There'll be voices. One minute dedicated to the cause of your choice. You want me here justifying the existence of Nambler? I'll do it. I will do it. And if you know what Nambler is, give it a Google and then sit back and think about what this world is. Seriously, if you don't know what Nambler is, seriously, Google it right now and then watch the uh, Associated South Park episode and enjoy questioning humanity for the rest of your day. So there it is, the podcast. It's up for grabs. It's up It's up for because i got to do something. And $5 will do. And look, if, if, if we can sell it at $5, I'll raise the price. If we can't, I'll bring it down. Maybe it'll be 4 next week. If you want to hold out for a more reasonable price, like $4 or three fifty, dollars just you, you hold off. But otherwise, I would get in quick because there's only room for one sponsor. One sponsor per episode, $5. That's all I'm asking for, okay? And if I can do this consistently week in, week out for two or three years, maybe then I can have enough to sustain a living. And that's the goal. So, look, it's been a mixed week. You know, on the one hand, making all these debuts. On the other hand, still not being filthy rich from entertainment. Um, So you take the good with the bad. But I I will say this. Far from the worst week I've heard of in the ether, in the world right now, because I don't know if you guys caught this story, but uh, tough week for a certain professional football player. Uh, a, a New Zealand women's football player scored a hat-trick of own goals last week. A professional female footballer, a Kiwi international foot player, football player, scored a hat-trick of own goals. And uh, that's, that's, that's got to be tough, you know. Now, in fairness, the goals, spectacular. Left foot, right foot, header, the trifecta, couldn't stop scoring. Can't stop this girl from scoring. They took her off. It was only in 35 minutes, by the way, she scored her hat-trick. They took her off immediately. If I'm the coach, I'm putting her up front. She's got the golden boot. She's got the hot hand. We've got to get her the ball as soon as possible. No one could stop this girl from scoring. Her own teammates couldn't stop this girl from scoring. She was on fire. And now, look, I'm not going to say the player's name because I think she's had more than enough attention for one week. It's it's been a lot of newspapers. Uh, Also, I, I don't know it. But I, even if I did, I wouldn't say it because I, I think she, uh, she deserves a little bit of a, a reprieve for the time being. But uh, look, and, and I think people would be expecting me to say something like, oh, of course she scored three goals. She's a female football player. Women are bad at sport. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay, that's offensive. It's sexist. It's cheap. It's easy. I will say this, though. A male goalie saves all of those goals. Manuel Neuer stops every one of those goals from going in, 100%. That is without a doubt. Manuel Neuer doesn't even have to dive. Reaches one arm out, catches that ball, starts a, a very swift counterattack on the other end. Perhaps, perhaps Manuel Neuer rolls the ball out himself, like me in an overzealous game of FIFA, and sprints to the other edge, scores a goal, 1-0 New Zealand thanks to their German male goalkeeper. I think that's without... We, we can't be doubting that, right? Leave the poor female defender alone. Blame the arrogant female goalkeeper. Didn't even dive. Didn't even look to stop the ball. That was where I was really outraged. And she really... I mean, where was that headline? 
New Zealand female goalkeeper concedes five goals, three of them from her own teammates passing the ball back to her. It was a head, if, if you know the rules of football, it was off her head. She could have caught that, eased things off, started fresh, gotten it down the other end. Disappointing. Very disappointing. What else have I been doing this week? I've been watching, um, I've been watching the Tinder Swindler. Are we, all, are we all up to date in the Tinder Swindler? Netflix culture moves so absurdly quickly these days. I can't tell whether I am early or late to the Tinder Swindler. I think I'm late. I think as well, this is, you know, this podcast is going to come out for another five days. I think most people are going to forget what it is by then. I think we will all have moved on to discussing the, the genius Kanye documentary. And I use genius there as a noun, not as an adjective. Uh, although it is, it's pretty good. It's, pre- it's, pretty, it's pretty excellent. I think my only concern about the Kanye documentary is if you've watched the first episode, you'll see that just the level of self-belief that Kanye has. Like Kanye is getting shut down by everybody. He is, um, he is just getting totally ignored by the industry. He, he, he made half of Jay-Z's album, The Blueprint, the big breakout Jay-Z album, and still record producers are totally looking through him. And yet Kanye has such unbridled belief in himself. He just keeps working, he keeps hustling, he keeps making records. He, at one point, he actually, there's a great scene where he goes into the studio, uh, sorry, into the, re, um, the, re, the recording. What am I, what's the word I'm trying to say? The agency, the, anyway, the production house. He goes to, to, I think it's Raucous Records, which is Jay-Z's production studio, Jay-Z's uh, label, that was the word, goes to Jay-Z's label, and he literally puts his CD on in the offices and raps to anyone who will listen, which is ob- objectively insane behaviour. If, if you see the video, you will see how uncomfortable this secretary is She's like, I'm Mr. West. I, 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 this is lovely, but um, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in charge of the mail. I don't really have signing ability as much as I would love to sign you onto our record right now. If that would make you leave, I kind of do the scanning. That's and and it's 2001 at the moment, and scanning is difficult. All right, I'm still working this out. We're dealing on Windows XP right now, and it still has a lot of bugs. So if you could just let me focus on this and get the fuck out, that would be much appreciated. Um, but no, Kanye Kanye insists on rapping to everyone and anyone that will listen, and he has this. He does have this unbridled self belief. He is constantly self assured that he is going to make it that he's going to be big, he's going to be the next massive thing in hip-hop. And look, he was right. That's the crazy thing about all of this, is he's right. He, he thinks he's going to be the greatest of all time, and there's an argument that he is. And I just worry about the effect that might have on the next generation of creators, you know, who also think they're great, but are terrible. Because anyone who has had any association with the arts, whether that be in comedy or music or acting or video production, will know there are people out there who have this amazing pairing of unbridled self-belief and a total lack of skills. And they're going to throw their lives away when they see Genius, the Kanye West documentary. They're going to spend all of their time forcing their DVD into people's DVD players because in, in this hypothetical situation, it's 2013. 
going to, to going to movie production studios and not leaving until they watch their full three and a half hour director's cut of the self-made movie they made with an iPhone about their struggles with mental health growing up. Because that's what art is now. Art, art either has to be about oppression or depression for it to be valuable anymore. That's what it needs to be. Do you have mental health issues? Are you a minority? If not, it's not really art, I think. I think maybe that's the difference between art and content. Um, and look, I'm, I'm one of them. I have jokes about how hard it is being a straight white man. That's how far I'm reaching. That's what, that's what I'm trying to do with my life. Oh, God. Sitting here in a fucking home podcast studio starting a solo podcast, pursuing a career making content. I'm a middle-class white man and a couple sitting between two fiddly ferns. Just fucking end it now. I'm such a cliche. Anyway, not to bring the vibe of the podcast down. So, no, I, the Kanye documentary, I've only finished the first part. I'm going to, I'll press on. I'll let you know how it ends. Uh, I think sadly, based on, you know, the way things are going right now. I think bad. I think bad. I think it probably ends bad. I think... They're only made three parts so far, but part four, I think, is going to be tragic. But, uh, but probably have a sweet soundtrack, if nothing else. But um, before that, I was watching The Tinder Swindler. And uh, I, I think everyone is kind of at least up to date. I kind of, I don't know about you guys, when I first heard about The Tinder Swindler, um, I was like, I don't, I don't need to say this. Like, I know, I know what happened. I, I've seen the trailer. I know what happens. And they still do that thing documentaries do, where even though it, like, it's named after a con artist, they've given him a con artist name. The trailer tells you it's about women getting tricked out of their money. They still spend the first half hour talking about what a great guy this guy was and how, 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 how interesting and, and, and loving and, and caring he was. And it's like, guys, we know. We know what's... Let's, just, let's move on. Let's get... To the part where these women's have their feelings hurt. Like, what? Why are we still here? We know where we're going. But the Tinder swindler, he 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 does turn, and it turns out he is uh, a con artist. And um, I don't know what you guys took away from the documentary. If you've seen, it, I would recommend it. It's it's a good watch. It's it's good fun. But this and it's kind of like it is. I won't give away the ending. Don't worry about it. How do you think it ends? How do you... There's a, there's a Netflix documentary about it. Does any Netflix documentary end, maybe not in the documentary itself, but in life, except the way you would expect it to? Look at Tiger King. All right? I don't remember how it... I mean, did we expect you? I don't know. I'm talking myself into a corner here. I guess I'm thinking of, like, the making a murderer guy. Is that guy out? Is Stephen Avery out? I think we all stopped caring. I think I think when you release a Netflix documentary about a wrongfully accused person, as soon as it hits Netflix, count down to two weeks that you have to get that guy out of prison before everyone stops caring. That's that's what happens, you know. You have you have 14 days before we find the next thing, and instead I'm watching Too Hot to Handle. All right? That's how long you have to get Stephen Avery cleared of murder charges because until then, well, I mean, after then, I, I guess, you know, his life is a, is a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing to make. But, uh, look, I mean, you know, he gets caught. Dennis Swindler gets caught. You'd think so. You'd hope so. There's enough, do- there's enough evidence to make a Netflix documentary. How is there enough evidence? How is there not enough evidence to put him away? But um, one of the things I think... I took away from it was that this guy is amazing. When you see the 
the the level of excess this man's life reached. It is unbelievable. I mean, he's wearing amazing watches. He's flying in private jets. He's staying at five-star hotels. He's driving Ferraris and Lamborghinis. I mean, I'm going to say it. The Tinder Swindler's a catch. The Tinder Swindler is an absolute catch. He's ambitious. He's well-traveled. He's intelligent. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, not many women listen to this podcast, but for those that are, guys, I think, I think, I think you can change him. I think you can change him. I think you could lead the Tinder swindler to a new life. And, he, and he, he deserves it, all right? He made some mistakes. He's seen it reflected back in his own Netflix documentary. He's ready to make a change, and you are the woman to help him, all right? I believe that. I firmly believe it's time for you to get the Tinder swindler on the straight and narrow and set him out for a new life. And look, you could be the star of the second Netflix documentary. Only if it ends terribly. If if you actually did successfully, you know, if you do successfully rehabilitate the Tinder swindler into a positive lifestyle, no one wants to watch that movie. That sounds like boring as shit. I'm going to have to see someone get victimized if I'm going to dedicate more than, you know, 60 seconds of a TikTok of my life to this. Um, but you, but that's, you know, that's, there you go, win-win. Worst case scenario, you are now dating one of the most famous men in the world for two weeks in 2022. Worst case scenario, you're the star of a Netflix documentary. That's got to get, you know, you've got to get some product placements for that, surely. Surely PayPal is going to sponsor you to be the face of their new anti-fraud protection if you get swindled by the Tinder swindler after the Tinder swindler is out. If you are the victim of the Tinder swindler too, that is an identity. That is a true cultural identity. For you to have fallen for him after all that, you've got to be the face of something. There's got to be some, you know, Kennard secure storage. Securing you better than the knowledge of a 90 minutes Netflix documentary. There you go. That is, so I reckon go for it. I, this is what I'm calling the Tinder swindler in like a couple of years time. We're going to start seeing him on like motivational TikTok videos and motivational Instagram videos. Do you know how sometimes you're f- scrolling through Instagram and I don't know if you guys follow uh, like motivational Instagram posts or if I'm just a loser, but I, I certainly do and I love them. And uh, from time to time, you'll get a little piece of advice from the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. And the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort, will be there dressed to the nines telling you how to improve your life, how to go after what you want from the Wolf of Wall Street himself. How did that happen? How did the Wolf of Wall Street turn into Tony Robbins? I don't understand. Unless that advice is about how to commit grand larceny or the cheapest place to rent a dwarf, I don't want to hear it from Jordan Belfort. Okay, he is no... This is what happens when we let Leonardo DiCaprio play villains. All right, we all forget that he's not that charismatic, that that is Leo that we're loving, not Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. You know, if, if the slave driver from Django Unchained had a Patreon, it would have a million subscribers. We'd be like, sure, he made some mistakes, but let's be honest, he's, he's very entertaining. He's got a great accent. I just can't believe Jordan Belford is now being held up as a, as, a, as a mentor 
as a as a men this is this is this is what's happening in our society it's like we don't really care about what you do so long as you do it in a really entertaining way by all means you know this is where the tinder swindler has a real chance to turn things around because he did it in an entertaining way if he was just kind of like if the tinder swindler was ripping women off for like 10 grand what a piece of shit you know if he's going out and buying a casio watch and renting a a Mazda 6, no forgiveness. I don't want to hear about him. I'm not interested in him. The, the Tinder swindler driving a Lamborghini and on his way to a private jet wearing a Rolex, that's pretty fucking impressive. How do he do that? I want to know how he did it. And I want to know how I can apply that to my life. The Tinder swindler's already doing cameos. Did you know that? I didn't know that until yesterday. Amos Gill, amazing Australian comedian, uh, check him out on Instagram, posted a cameo care of the Tinder swindler directed to him. This man's a genius. He's an entrepreneur, all right? Sure, he bends the rules, but the greats always do. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. What would really help me, and I never did this with my last podcast, so I'm going to ask you to do it now. If you could please follow and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or on Apple. I'll let you do it now. I will, I will play my theme song while you do this. So you can have a little bit, little bit of backing music. While you go to Spotify and you hit the follow button on my podcast. Anything you can do. I would, there's, there's, there's podcast charts out there that I could be on. And as we all know, that's how we find podcasts, right? We go to the top 100 and we look at somewhere between 70 and 90. We go, I'm going to take a punt on this guy I've never heard of. So please go to Spotify, go to Apple, follow. Also, if you give me a review. Reviews apparently are helpful. So if you could review, follow, please keep listening. Tune in. Tell your friends. I'll be back next week. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.